welcome to Offkey, a member and labs podcast about music's professionals for non-music professionals. I'm your host, Linda Arnold. Hey, and welcome back to Offkey. Today I'm talking to Boslin and Isaac Markinson, a hip-hop artist and manager team from Vancouver. I actually got in touch with Boslin and Isaac through my co-op coordinator, as we're all students at the University of Victoria. They were kind enough to come by Membran Labs to talk to me about how they got started in music, kind of how they started working together, and some of the challenges of navigating the music industry at such a young age. Um, I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did, and let's get right into it. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. I really of course. appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, such a random connection. Through <laughs> how did that even happen? Did you just find... No, like, it's through Sean, our co-op coordinator. Oh, so I see. My university co-op coordinator, who was helping me through the entrepreneurial job yeah. work for basically working for you with my UVic uh, work experience, connected us together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. crazy how that happened. That's sick though. Yeah, because he didn't really know like membrane what like their businesses was. So when he came on like the work site like visit for the work. For my co-op basically yeah. it was like oh like i have this other student that he's like you should meet like maybe you could have him on the podcast and i was like yeah sure <laughs> he's a plug yeah he's a plug that's fire so, thanks sean thanks shout out to sean um how i've kind of started every episode just kind of like on a base level to get some kind of background information is just like um well i guess you guys can introduce yourself it's mm. isaac and boslin um but where did you guys grow up uh, well, I was born in Los Angeles, but I grew up my whole life in North Vancouver, British Columbia. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then that's that's Isaac. Just so. That's Isaac. This yeah. Is Isaac. Yeah. I forgot we're not this. Yeah. <laughs> um, Boslin, hello. Uh, I was born in Langley, I believe, um, and then I grew up in Chilliwack, BC, and then came to Victoria. Nice. Yeah. When did you guys just come to university? Well, you said that, yeah, you grew up in North Van, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I grew up in North Vancouver, and then we both met each other on the first day of university, first year, which would have been last year for us in September. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. How old are you guys? 20. 20. 20 years old. 20 uh, years old. Done yeah. so much for being 20. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. you're, in sec- you're in second year, yeah? Yeah, second yeah. year university. Yeah, you're the same age as my, my brother then. Um, And how did you kind of... You met at school, but how did you kind of both get involved with music? Like, have, um, I guess, like, how did, how did this start? Well, I think it started for me personally. Um, like, I was, okay, so I played rugby for, like, all my life. And then just during that, the whole time process, I was just always writing music on the side. And I was always, like, making music. It was, like, pretty cringy, but <laughs> I just had to start somewhere. And then um, I basically came to university first year. I was injured still because I recently tore my ACL, came back, played rugby, still writing but through that whole like depression process of like having surgery and just getting like stuck in like my bedroom and I can't move I would just write songs and stuff and then um, basically I just made like little voice memos and then that's when me and Isaac met and then I just show him like my voice memos and he actually was like the first person that kind of like believed in it and like said it could be bigger than what it actually was so then I was still playing rugby but uh, I finally like started like getting into music more and then tore the ACL again. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do music full time. <laughs> and then we just like started kicking started it. Started taking it completely seriously. Yeah. yeah. The first time I ever heard of music was the first night of being at university. Mm-hmm. First year I come to university for a business degree. And then we ended up meeting and then talking up, up until like four in the morning. And he played me a song called Understand, which everyone can actually still go here. It's still up. 
and he played this off of his voice memos and I was like wow man you actually have an insane talent and it it, it was one of those things where I just mm. knew that he was gonna even though there was no production quality there it was it was just basically a microphone a laptop and a res bedroom like I I just knew immediately that he had something crazy were you like working in music at all kind of like or like were you involved with music not at all my involvement really? in music became I guess I mostly became involved months into working with him so we first started just kind of recording songs in his res room and just making music seeing what we could do we were just kind of making songs for parties and making songs to release on SoundCloud mostly and then I guess it would have been March of last year we booked the first show that he ever performed which was at upstairs cabaret in victoria and after that point it was from then on just definitely a profession that we were taking seriously cool this is like kind of like a side our question but mm. when you like first started out like trying to book shows and stuff were you still underage like was it hard um to? What was no, the, was the first the first show we ever booked he would have been 19 for okay like yeah two no yeah i didn't have to deal with that, okay. that that's good i was uh, like oh. I've, heard, I've heard so many stories of like artists that like they just go on stage and they have to get kicked out right away yeah so no i don't have to go through that luckily mm-hmm. yeah because like and it, it makes it a lot harder to get shows i know great artists who are 18 17 16 years old that are a lot i'm not going to say better than artists that are all over 19 but there's some insanely talented even from vancouver 16 17 18 year olds that should be worth performing fortune and venue and all of these yeah all ages, definitely. or pardon me uh 19 plus venues yeah it's hard it definitely is limiting and i know we talked to um renee crawford a few weeks ago who owns um like copper owl mm-hmm. and she was saying yeah like the liquor licensing it's so in bc it's so complicated and it's so it's so strict but yeah just even like how it works kind of <coughs> how closely music is tied in with like drinking culture and like everything like it's yeah. really really hard to get mm-hmm. you know like good all ages venues and stuff unfortunately or even like amending liquor licenses like to a certain hour to allow for yeah underage musicians or like underage audiences there's just so many different things but that's good that you guys have to deal with that yeah no definitely not um have you so you said working with Boslin was kind of when you first got into music mm-hmm. or like I got into music in a professional manner yeah, I guess absolutely. Isaac um but besides like kind of recording like the voice memos and stuff Boslin mm. were you kind of into music your whole life like did, was this ever a direction you thought you were um, gonna go in I grew up with like a single mother and she would always play music around the house um so it was just me my mom and my sister and yeah she would just play music around the house and but i was always into sports still um so it wasn't really like around the family until my mom got married and then Mm -hmm. she got married when i was like around eight and then like because i didn't really have any grandmas any uncles nothing it was just us so we married into a very very big family and then they all played instruments guitars it all went camping and stuff and just like all that like you know family stuff so that's when i think it really started to kick in um just like the music and just like the feelings you get of like what it can do but like even like being an athlete growing up i'd always like listen to it in the locker room just for like motivational type of stuff so yeah i guess that's it yeah nice yeah it's like it's it's fun like when mm. people are i no one in my family really played music aside from just like me and my dad and like my grandma like all played piano but it was never like i a, always wanted to learn the piano always I should try it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's fun it's fun when you get to a point where you're like good enough to play the stuff that you want to play yeah. mm. rather than just like yeah, <laughs> cracking away at it yeah. but 
I, I didn't really have musical roots like he did with his mom singing around the house and stuff. I always thought that I'd be working in the entertainment industry just mm-hmm. since day one because my parents are both actors. Okay. But I, I originally thought I was going to be a booking agent for actors. That was my original plan. And then it kind of just transformed into the music business side of the entertainment industry. That's cool. Do you think that you would ever get like into the other side? Or yeah, I'd definitely be interested in working across both sides of it. But again, the, uh, the film industry is a very... If you, the music industry itself is a very difficult place to navigate, especially being 20 years old. So the film industry would be quite, quite, quite daunting to jump into that at this age. Do you find that you have like a hard time with people taking you like quote unquote seriously because taking you're so young? Yeah, no, no, for sure. A lot of people, every, every time we go out, we book a show, anything and he introduces me as his manager. I, I first get that look where they're like, All right, is he serious? Is he joking? And it's not it's not always like that because a lot of people just know that sure I'm 20 years old but I'm capable of doing what I do. Yeah. But a, a lot of people just try to kind of big brother me in this music industry because they think that me being young means I just don't know anything about the industry. So they kind of try to give me a little, and I love taking advice and criticism, but they just try to kind of charity it to me. So that's something I f- I get a lot of, but uh. I don't really have a problem with it because even when someone's trying to kind of big brother me, I I do just kind of observe and just learn stuff from them even in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone has something to offer. Definitely. Bosin, for anyone that <coughs> is unfamiliar with your music or mm-hmm. like unfamiliar with you as an artist, kind of like how would you, I guess, like describe yourself basically or even your music or your um, uh My music, I would say, I would, I'd feel I'm pretty, pretty diverse, honestly. Like, my next project I'm going to be dropping is called Black Lotus, and uh, there's, like, two sides to it. There's, like, an R&B, like, singing type of vibe and then a rap side. So I would say, like, my music is kind of, like, it has its melodic points and then its high-energy points. For instance, like, the last song I just dropped on all platforms, Eye for an Eye, it's pretty, like, motivational. Kind of like that West Coast type of sound, but... It's just a twist to it, I guess, because I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be like, oh, I sound like this artist or that, because I'm not trying to sound like any other artist. Um, I, I still pay respect to all of them, but I'm just trying to like curve my own lane right now. So, um, yeah. <laughs> you don't feel pressure um, then. It sounds like to like really like express myself. No, no, no. Like quote unquote, like brand yourself as like I am like this type of musician. Of course, yeah. yeah. No, I don't really feel any pressure because I just feel like I'm having fun. Nice. So, yeah. I mean, th- yeah. I don't know. I think there's no point i was talking to um Haley blay when she came on um mm. and she was kind of saying that someone had told her that genres and sounds or whatever are like almost better marketing tools mm. than a way to like oh definitely well like know? i've been watching a lot of interviews and like even from like people like kid cuddy or um let's say uh like uh aaron ray or just a bunch of different That's artists right. that are like are they're very diverse mm-hmm. like it's very hard to put them in a specific category because they're capable of doing many things. Mm-hmm. And that's what the one thing I'm trying to prove at this early age um, or this early point that we're at, that like I am capable and we are capable of doing many different things with this career and the name of Boston. So that's why I just feel like the more doors that we like express and we open, the more like areas we can just go and like attack. You know, mm-hmm. like for instance, I just did a song with Snotty Nose Res Kids and that was like on a First Nations type of side and just like highlighting my roots on that side. And then as well as like the next project I'm going to be dropping, it's just, I don't know, different doors open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think that there's any. I mean, of course, there's a point to like categorizing yourself. Of course, like, of course. Is, but mm-hmm. I think it's nice that, especially when you're such a young artist, yeah, to not. I guess f- not. F- force is like definitely the wrong word feel like in a box or something yeah Yeah. exactly or like have it so that all of your music is coming through or like being listened through the same like lens Mm. or like the same filter if that makes sense exactly like i agree with you completely and like we've been talking to some labels lately and like that's what because like it feels like they're very traditional or something and they want to just put you in a box because Mm -hmm. that's the best way like you said to promote it and be like okay this is what he specifically is or like oh here comes another juice world okay let's just put him on this playlist and that playlist you know it's very easy Mm -hmm. but that's why i probably I don't know if you want to have longevity in this like and I hate to be sound cliche but like look at Drake like he can do a bunch of different things mm-hmm. so yeah Just I, I, I understand what you were saying with putting them under because it's more marketable and it, it's very easy once you know what genre fall this person falls under who they're very similar to you can just kind of follow that path and you can put them on those playlists mm-hmm. go after that demographic target mm-hmm. this and that but at the same time if you're an artist and you're a real artist, you're not just going to want to just follow the creative control of whatever a label wants or whatever this person wants and whatever that person wants. But I, I find that when artists try to just focus on what's marketable and what they can sell to the masses, which is more what I should be focusing on, that's when their authenticity kind of gets lost in translation and it turns into something kind of fake yeah where they're they're trying to put something specific out on they're trying really hard to put this out instead of when i see him in his creative process and he's really fully submersed in it it's completely natural and organic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's kind of like almost cop out is the wrong word here but like it's like yeah just to be like well if like so-and-so likes a then they'll like b and c mm-hmm. and d and when you're young and you can like take the risk and especially with the way that music works now in terms of it it is so like DIY and you don't necessarily have to be bound to a label or like go Mm -hmm. through a really like strict Mm -hmm. tunnel from you know producer to consumer exactly um yeah it's like you might as well experiment yeah what you want especially (laughs) at this early age you might as well yeah exactly yeah experimenting's fine but it, it it it's important to note that the farther way you go from the mainstream the more of a challenge it's gonna be to market it but at the same time, when you're going away from the mainstream, that's when you're really finding your kind of creative singularity. Yeah, definitely. So when it comes to kind of producing and like working together and like making new music, kind of mm. what is your process like in terms of, you know, like writing and mm. do you produce the track as well? Or kind of do you have like a team now or what's? Um, I'm slowly starting to build a team of producers mm-hmm. and um, slowly starting to like find my liking of what sounds I want to create. But my process normally is um, I normally like because I've been in Victoria lately, so I'm not really in Vancouver with all the producers. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some amazing producers out here as well. But it's just normally I get a beat sent to me. It's probably like two o'clock in the morning. Um, I just listen to it and like I make the most. I make. Am I allowed to swear? No. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> I make the most stupidest um, sounds. Like I just like have my voice. My mom just well, like blah blah blah. The stupidest. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, I make the dumbest sounds and like I just try to grow off that and then I make those like weird gibberish noises and. Uh, put lyrics to them and then when I'm actually in the studio um, I don't produce myself I want to get into producing more like I want to learn um, 
So normally uh, the producer just makes the beat and then, yeah, I just start making different noises and I just write to it and I just go from there. Nice. Yeah. Like I have like a whole orchestra of just like all my voice memos are just different noises. It's just crazy. Yeah, just different melodies. When you like started making things, like were you just kind of like putting stuff up onto like SoundCloud and stuff and yeah, like just literally. kind of like throwing it out there and just kind of seeing what exactly yeah we were just doing that i started just putting stuff on soundcloud just seeing where it would go and then as soon as i saw that people are like i don't know this isn't awful music <laughs> um then we just started like yeah putting it to apple music and spotify and stuff and so was that you then mostly isaac like once you like started listening to balls and stuff at the beginning where you're like we need to get this out like now yeah, well a lot of people have the opinion that <laughs> until that they built this this large following or until they have a lot of eyes on them or labels on them that they shouldn't distribute their music. They shouldn't put on Apple Music, Spotify, everything like that. But I, I just don't understand that completely because like no one, if no one's listening to your music in the first place, no one's going to be watching you. You can have this manager who knows you're really talented go and try to sell you to every label, but you need some evidence of that. So we just, our, our complete mindset was let's, let's make it accessible for people. We're going to put on Spotify, we're going to put on Apple Music. Because at the at the stage we're at now, and at the stage we were at a year ago, we're we have to continue to release music and to to make it accessible for people to get noticed. Mm -hmm. And at, at this point, he's been noticed by a lot of people, and it's because we made it accessible for his fanciers' music. And it's also one of those things like you can, if you're getting your first piece to a point where it's like perfect mm. before or like the first like if you are like curating this like perfect image or like this perfect artist before you release anything that's probably too late like you might as well just yeah i, I don't want to yeah. say just drop bad music no no that's no. not what i'm saying at all get it at the point where you think it's perfect and where you think it's like he says it, he says the best where it's your baby that you're releasing out but at the same time, don't just hold on to everything. People are going to, if, if your music is something that people are going to buy into and listen to, distribute it to them. Mm. Yeah. The people that want to find it will. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. I've watched too many videos of Gary Vee, of him just saying consistency, consistency, patience, consistency. So mm -hmm. when it comes to quality music, why can't you do quality and qu quantity at the same time? Mm -hmm. You know, just, you just got to, if you, it's, I don't know, I just say it's always mentality. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you want to get it, then you just got to drop it. And it sounds like, too, like, you guys obviously work really well together and you figured that out from the beginning. Oh, definitely, yeah. That when you have another person to bounce things off of rather than just holding, like, basically, like, having this stash of, like, r like good work, probably. Mm. But you're just like, well, like, I don't know. Yeah, well, Perspective is a very yeah. valuable thing. Respect and definitely, like, us both having the same common goal, you know, and the same vision. So that's, like, I don't know, it's just very organic. Yeah, I definitely really respect that, like, that organic thing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's the only way. I think especially in the age of, like, like mass like social media fame oh, okay. yeah, yeah. that yeah unreal so last year you released um to my knowledge your first ep um mm. motionless and mm. kind of was that i guess the first time for you releasing kind of a larger project that Definitely. wasn't just singles yeah how was that like what was the decision to finally like release a series of tracks together rather than um just like going with singles, singles. yeah um i just felt like you can like you can you, when you drop singles it feels like it's always leading up to a project mm -hmm. so i was dropping singles and stuff on soundcloud and it was just still like an introduction and like um i felt that motionless it was just a first project it was a very small project at the time and what i could do but it just felt like the best work i had at that time and it was just some songs i was sitting on so i just wanted to put it all in a project and just call it motionless 
and motionless um the name it actually comes from me literally just being in that cluster dorm room at university torn acl like two weeks after surgery um just sitting in my dorm i can't go to class i can't move i'm just writing i just feel motionless i just feel stagnant so yeah i just kind of felt that that's where i was your new project that you said that you're working on is that another ep are you doing um, like a full light, or can you even say? I believe you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, def- I'm. I don't know. I just keep calling it a project right now because I just keep making more music. Yeah. At first, I was like, yeah, the EP, the EP, the EP, and then I just keep making more music. So I'm like, okay, well, it might be an album now. It just depends. Like, I'm still like wanting to get more features on it, and I just wanted to be really organic because I'm really aiming for this project. It's going to be called Black Lotus or the Black Lotus Summer Summer Project, but um, yeah, it's just like how I feel and what I've been thinking lately, and uh, obviously another introduction of who I am and what I believe in um, at this early stage. It sounds like you have a lot of work that you've been doing and I'm yeah. just looking like you like need somewhere for it. It's time for it to get out. Well, there. yeah, <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's exciting. I, I, I have a lot of songs that I'm sitting on right now, so I'm excited. That's awesome. Yeah. Isaac, for people who might be unfamiliar with kind of the role of a manager in the music industry, because I think that the term for, you know, someone that knows nothing about the entertainment industry, like kind of myself and, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure it gets kind of conflated with producer, like label, like yada, yada, yada. Like what, what do you do? Well, like artists, I personally take inspiration from great managers who have existed, like Scooter Braun, Sam Feldman, people like that. And so a way that they have kind of stated it that I think it's it's a very good way about it, uh, pardon me, of explaining it, is that there's no single blueprint of what a manager in the music industry is going to be, just like there's no single blueprint of what the artist is going to be. Plain and simply, your job in the end is to just garner and create the most exposure you can for your artist or whatever it is your goal is in our in our case Boslin our goal is to make him a massive massive star and to get his music out there and make a big impact on a lot of people's lives with his art and for me I kind of just see the path we're going to take and I can see how we're going to garner and get the most exposure so my day day to day could look like so many different things it could be in one case just driving for a couple hours out to a show where I can make the connections necessary to get him into a studio with this producer who's going to make this song and just kind of develop him in the right way or my day could just be being on the phone with a booking agent or a venue promoter trying to get him a show there and organize Mm -hmm. that so every day it could be a different thing and one or two phone calls could completely derail my day and turn it into something else so it's very unpredictable fluid hour type job exciting though Very yeah exciting. it sounds really exciting it's fun and you guys are like really, you're really close friends as well yeah we live yeah. in the same house oh that's awesome yeah. <laughs> together nice work together yes sir yeah. oh yeah it's fun it's really fun that's i like awesome. it um do you work with other artists as well in the moment or are you just working just you guys so my answer to everyone is my focus is Boston. my 100 mm-hmm. percent focus is and will be Boston for now until a good bit into the future and I say the reason is because I want to create a platform for him where I can actually make a lasting and impactful uh, benefits on other artists as well because once we have a platform that's when meaningful meaningful impacts like we will have the power to make on other artists Mm -hmm. but at this point it would just be kind of pulling away from my time when I could be getting to that goal 
so that, that's my answer always other artists so I, I've booked other artists for shows I throw shows myself and I put them on and I'll I'll make connections and kind of outsource my help a little bit but my focus as a manager to artist I can only have one at the moment totally yeah do you maybe like see yourself someday like years like down the line say like you blow up and then you're obviously well connected in the industry we have a platform where he's very self-sufficient in his career and i don't have to be grinding every single day and we have kind of built a platform where he can now exercise different lanes that he wants to go down and we both have the power and the resources to do that that's a point where i'll be helping whoever growing my own company and doing this and that but i Till that moment, it's just about focusing on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I was going to ask, um, Bazin, like as an artist, how things have changed or developed since you've been working with a manager, but I guess that's also kind of when you I just started. Got, yeah. yeah, it's always been like that. This is very, well, like I have a couple of friends and a couple of other artists that don't have managers, mm-hmm. and it just feels, um, yeah, my whole perspective in this music stuff, it's always been with a manager and like my best friend. So it's, it just feels everything's very structured and it's very professional. And it's not just like a hobby. Like I don't like if like I tell my family like because my whole family they're very traditional and they're very like um, like go to university all that like just very structured. And obviously when I told them I was like I want to do music full time. I want to this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Obviously they're very skeptical about it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they saw what me and Isaac were able to do at such a, such an early stage, I feel that they could just I don't know they believed in me. And from their support and from Isaac's support and his family like it's you feel like the sense of being like unstoppable. And like very like motivated 24 7 just you just are obsessed with it you know and it's just so much fun so in regards to having a manager not having a manager i would say to people that don't have one um it's it's not a priority but it's definitely going to create longevity i feel because things are just put into place very quickly and um everything has like a, a reason for doing it you know we're not just making random moves it's very structured with that being said i think it's important that you don't just hear this and go and just try to find a manager no definitely not the yeah. first person you find because this more than just being someone who has connections in the music industry you can go and find anyone who has connections in the music industry it's not that difficult to do you can just go to a nightclub find one of the promoters there maybe his boss he'd be a good person to be your manager he runs shows this and that but it's more than just having these connections they have to understand you as a person and kind of your habits and what works with you because a lot of the job is finding the people to put around him me building a team that is a team that'll support Bosin, but also develop him as an artist that's almost half the job so you also have to know who he is as a person his habits his mood kind of you just have to have a good understanding of the person you have mm-hmm. to get along well and just be someone you think is going to benefit your career it has to be more than that any sort of collaboration or team effort chemistry counts for so much mm-hmm. that even if well it's like you like look at like sports teams that are like filled mm-hmm. with all-stars oh, and yeah. then yeah they're often horrible because they just can't and it's especially in this music industry like there's so many egos it's mm-hmm. unreal so definitely having a strong team and like people that are immediate um it's yeah it just helps a lot and it grounds you and keeps you humble are you guys traveling quite often like out of Victoria for shows and things, oh, or yeah, is like the hip hop community here? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like yeah. every, I've been missing class. Like it's not. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's not good. But mama, dad, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we've we're been working. we've been traveling, <laughs> but I don't know. I d- I feel like we're just sacrificing what we are for like what we want to become because 
yeah, time isn't cheap. So. Also, at the end of the day, school isn't going anywhere. It will be no, there yeah, exactly. when you're yeah. ready for it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Maybe now is not the best no, yeah. time because, yeah. They, they um, always say, sorry to cut you off. No, they, of they always say um, have like a plan B or something. But yeah, I just feel like this is like our plan A. So I don't, like, I don't know. Plan B can always be school. Like you said, it's always going to be there. So It's not going anywhere. No, definitely not. It's just going to get more expensive, but it's not going <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just more money. Um, so you guys just collaborated with Snotty Nose Res Kids mm-hmm. on their new track, Creator Made an Animal. Yes. Um, what was that like? What was that process like? That was fun. That was very yeah. fun. Yeah. They're, they're amazing guys. Shout out to those guys. Um, yeah. So basically, they told me they're working on a project. They're, they're actually on my project, Motionless 2. So um, my auntie, the reason why I connected with them, my auntie was an old First Nations artist. Her name was Inez Point or just Inez. I forget the actual name. And then she retired because she had like her kids and everything. So... They, they were kind of close and I think she um, referred my music a bit and then I reached out to them and then so basically been last year. yeah so they just, they just told me that they're working on a project so I was like okay I'll just come by the studio they just played the track right when I heard it I was like okay yeah <laughs> and then I just wrote it on the spot we recorded it um, I, 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 I'm like I'm gonna apologize right now because I forget the producer that was in the room but uh, or the engineer sorry but he like taught me this this is kind of funny he taught me uh he said the quote unquote pocket always stay in the pocket. So like he he he's very uh, traditional. So he would like want to do things in one take. So literally for that verse, it took me probably like normally I can do a, a verse in like thirty minutes. That probably took me like two hours because like he <laughs> he's like stay in the pocket. You have to stay in the pocket because if I stuttered or did anything, I just had to redo it. So no, it was it was a great learning experience. Like I learned so much from it, and I was very very fortunate and thankful to be on that track. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's it's great, and the video just came out as well. Yeah, right? that was cra- that was a real wolf too. What? Yeah, was a, the, well, some people thought it was what? CGI and stuff. Yeah, everyone but thought it, a lot of people been wondering what it was with that. Is that a husky? No, no, it's a real wolf. That is a wolf. Yeah, they had a it's trainer there, and it was, it was cool. It was, it was a cool environment. It was really fun. I want to work with a wolf. Yeah, it'd be sick. Fun. Nice puppy. Well, puppy. Was it nice? Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Can't touch the wolf. No, not I can't touch the wolf. Yeah, I'm not touching it, but it was nice. Yeah, it was off the leash, so you, like you just gotta wrap and just be like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. come close, but yeah. also like not too close, <laughs> like, literally. You gotta yeah. get the good shots. You gotta yeah. risk it for the best. It's all about the shots. Yeah. All the shots. True. What's life without it? It was so much fun, though. Yeah, I'm gonna work with them again soon. That's sweet. Do you? For collaborations that you've done um, on hmm. previous tracks and future tracks and stuff, hmm. are you mostly working with? When I say local, I mean like kind of like BC West Coasty artists. Mm-hmm. Are you expanding out a little bit? Or? Well, we're recently for my next project. I think we're trying to expand. There's a guy named Roni, and he's from Toronto. No, oh my God. You know Roni? No, this is really funny. <laughs> okay, well yeah, he um we're I we're, we just sent him a couple of tracks. We're like it's still like up in the air, but hopefully he can get on the project as well. And definitely we're trying to like expand and just grow. But um sticking with local artists, yeah. Mostly local. Yeah. We're, we're all about building the culture of the Vancouver scene because we know there's a lot of talented people here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, there's talented people around every corner of the globe. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll definitely be moving around soon. Yeah. Totally. That's kind of what we're doing with the podcast is just kind of trying to highlight like mm. Canada, but mostly BCs. You just had a very excited moment. Yeah. What was that? You're, trying to, you're not trying to cover that up. What was that about? No. Did you use the datum or something? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my God, no. No, not at all. <laughs> um, I've never met him, but he is one of Memorand's artists. Really? And the reason I said that was because I was talking to Dino. We had a team call this morning. And he mm. was like, oh yeah, like maybe ask them like, you know, like if they know Roni or yada, yeah. yada, yada. Yeah, and I was like, okay, yeah. 
that's awesome yeah um yeah he's like our like main i think like hip-hop artist on the canadian mm-hmm. yeah. side um because he lives in victoria now mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah so, so that was just really funny because i was going to ask you guys afterwards if you knew him mm-hmm. um so go. that worked out great well, hopefully fingers crossed you see him <laughs> on the project then yeah let me say so kind of because I'm asking this straight up, like, because you guys are young, um, Mm. but also just in general, because of the success that you guys have achieved in such a short amount of time, kind of, do you have any, you know, like, advice or quote-unquote words of wisdom for maybe other young artists or, like, on your side, maybe even more, because I feel like there isn't a lot of that, but advice on how if someone's interested in the music industry or maybe they're like interested in working Working in entertainment working on the other side yeah Yeah. how they kind of would begin to get involved and of course on the music side as well Mm. but it's something we we talk about this together all the time a lot of people that are our age younger a little bit older they have this mentality now that you're either going to get something right away or you're not and you're just going to drop it or you just you look at a mountain and you expect to get to the top immediately without having to go through the process. It it nothing's like that. No one just blows up without putting the work in before and developing. No one there's you have so many hours in the day that you can waste just being like, Yeah, I'm a nineteen year old kid who's at university. I'm just gonna spend all my time in class and if that's what you wanna do, great. But if not, don't don't just make up excuses. You have so many hours in the day. Just go and do it. And, no. it. and it starts with learning. Don't pretend you're something you're not. When I started this, I had zero connections, didn't know anyone, and I made it brick by brick. Mm-hmm. Same with him. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, it's, it was very humbling. But, yeah, for anyone that's trying to do what we're trying to do or just in any other type of avenue, yeah, like Isaac said, it's very, like, patience. Patience is everything. So um, just remaining consistent and understanding that you are so young. Like, we are, we are all so young. So... Like, yeah, we're in our 20s, but you're probably in your 20s as well. Like, you're, yeah, I'm 23. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like much older than you. We are, <laughs> all, we are all very, very young. Yeah. Like, out of, like, I'm not trying to just blow up. I'm trying to, like, build a career and, like, not even just, like, make music. I'm trying to influence people and connect with people and create moments. It's about the journey. So, yeah, I don't know. Just have fun with it. Um, believe in yourself and understand, like, you just got to take some sacrifices. And, um, yeah, that's about it. Just believe in yourself. Not to get, like, too corny, but... Um, is it it's, it sounds like it's important to you to like mm. you like want to have a positive influence like it's about a little bit more definitely then well like i don't know i grew up with like yeah like my mom and we just came from like a very like uh like low area mm-hmm. so um i don't know just like this yeah this might be even cornier but like i always envision like anytime i go on stage or something or just like envision uh long journeys and stuff for what I want to do, like be at Rolling Loud and stuff. I always see like my mom, my dad, my two little nieces and my whole family and Isaac's family just watching me and like just seeing like and just finally being at that moment of saying like, wow, we finally did it, you know? Mm-hmm. And like it's, uh, it'll take a while, but I don't know. This journey is, it's very, very fun and I'm loving every single part of it. So just remember that you just got to remain patient and you got to keep going. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I was watching some of, sorry, I couldn't make it to the show that you guys had at Lucky a few weeks ago, because um, mm. I'm an elderly woman, but. Um, had a show last night, too. Yeah. yeah, and last night as well. I mean, I was out last night. <laughs> I was doing something. I was at, my friend, like, launched her business last mm. night, so oh, we were, like, sweet. at a launch, well. and I was just rolling dumplings for, like, four hours, um, but that's different, but mm. um you have like a great stage energy from what I've seen from Thank videos you. and stuff. And mm. how wild is that to kind of look into like an audience and people are like singing your lyrics back to you? It's oh, oh first time I saw it, I almost started crying. It's unreal. It's unreal because 
I come from, yeah, like the athlete mentality. So I like some people are watching, you know, but like playing rugby, that's a team sport. So mm-hmm. you got to pass a ball. You got to do these type of things. But when it's just you on the stage and they're just looking at you um, and the lights are up and everything. Yeah, it's un- like like I was watching this Billie Eilish interview the other day and she was saying the exact same thing. I think she got the same question. And she said, like, because they asked her just about her tour. And she's like, what's like the stress? Like she's like, the stress is very high and everything. But moments like that, when you're on stage with thousands of people watching, that's when you know, like, it's all worth it, you know? So I could relate to that a lot. Like, I'm not performing in front of thousands of people by any means. All I'm saying is that even if there was, like, 10 people in the room still screaming my name, like, I'm very thankful for that. So, yeah, it's unreal. It's very exciting. Feels like you're playing a rugby game. <laughs> yeah, it's sick. Do you do you miss rugby? Oh, yeah, yeah, I miss it. Well, I just I just miss the boys, you know, locker room, got the win, you're just going hard, drinking some liquor. It's sick. It's so much fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I just miss the atmosphere a lot, but... uh. No, nothing's like music because you're very, uh, I don't know, yeah. You, you can be yourself and you can express yourself in a, a lot of different ways. Like, for instance, I could, when I was going through rugby and going through injuries or going through a breakup or parents' divorce or all this stuff, um, there was a lot of things that I couldn't say to someone face-to-face or even a counselor. So that's why just writing out music and just putting it out to, like, anyone that needs to listen or can relate, it helped a lot. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys have coming up this year, I guess? A lot of music. A lot of music. I got a project coming out, Black Lotus, coming out on all platforms. Um, look for that. That's going to be a summer project. Um, a lots more music videos, um, traveling, shows. I can't confirm any specific dates at this moment, but just, uh, yeah, just keep up. Follow for updates at Boslin Official on Instagram. And Twitter. And Twitter. Facebook. Everything. Shout out to Membrane. Shout out to Membran Studios. You want updates? Follow us. Awesome. That's about it. Daily. <laughs> You're looking you. for that daily cringe? We got it. Awesome. Lots of live videos. <laughs> Lots of live videos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lots of live videos. <laughs> yeah. All organic. Thank you, you so know, much. Thank yeah. you. Blessings. Thanks for having us. Black still repping my tats. Ten toes down with my city on my back. I'm Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And thanks again to Bodlin and Isaac for coming on to the podcast. I've also linked to the show notes for this episode in the description, so make sure you check those out for some photos, links, and any other information on the topics and shows that we discussed during the episode. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. They really do help. And if you have any topics that you'd like me to bring up with one of our next guests, please either email me at offkey at membrane.net or send me a message at either Membrane Labs or Linsa Arnold on Instagram. Offkey and Fault Tolerant, our sibling podcast on tech and blockchain, are both produced by Membrane Entertainment Canada, aka Membrane Labs, a music services company that provides distribution services for the export of Canadian music. We are also exploring blockchain technology to create a more transparent and secure ecosystem for music rights owners to get paid. If you're interested in recording your own podcast at Membrane Labs, you can find out more info on our website, www.membranelabs.com. Otherwise, that is it for now. I will see you next Monday and play you out with Eye for an Eye by Boslin. Thanks. Ride slow, with the top down, sipping on the juice from the booth with the hounds. Yeah, we born living, but I'm bucking like a clown. Poop still tinted in case I hunt a nigga down. Wait, should be calling since I six. Voicemail fear, leave a message on a bitch. We don't need a grill, nigga, they can hold this. Old friends tripping, saying Bozzy done switch. Yeah. 
I'll be riding for me. In case a nigga riding, they won't fuck around me. You be talking, fighting, nigga, run up on me. All these dogs is barking, but they never bite me. Fuck, nigga, I'm back. Black still repping my tats. Ten toes down with my city on my back. I'm brute. Strong, then we came a long way. A day one, niggas, all I keep around me. I'm moving, cruising, that nigga don't play. If you want some smoke, nigga, come around me. I'm good, nigga. I'm good, nigga. Sleeping on the flow, single mother cooking one police are at the door. I've done burn bridges, sleeping on snitches, missing opportunities and coughing up riches. Young nigga, just provide for you, only ride for you. If a bitch nigga swings and he will die for you, don't ever lie to you, stay out of eye for you. Shit, all these doggies only ever bark, fuck nigga, we back. Black still repping my tats, ten toes down with my city on my back. I'm brute, strong, then we came a long way. A day one niggas, all I keep around me. I'm Nigga, don't play. If you want some smoke, nigga, come around me. I'm good, nigga. I'm good, nigga. Fuck, nigga. I for an eye, cash for supply. I'll take the risk. We'll never die. Say I for an eye, cash for supply. I'll take the risk. I'll take the risk. I for an eye, cash for supply. I'll take the risk. We'll never die. Say I for an eye, cash for supply. I'll take the risk. The risk. We'll never die.